Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. This podcast shares the personal journeys of Tummy Team clients as they restore their core and pursue being strong to be pain-free and connected for the life they were meant to live. Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey podcast. This is Kelly Dean, and I am here with one of our online clients, Jessica. And Jessica has agreed to share her story. We have, she's done some work with the Tummy Team online, as well as an e-session, and she has a great story to share, and I'm excited to have you here. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Kelly. Nice to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think people are sometimes nervous to do this because everybody feels like they have to be perfect, but nobody's perfect. <laughs> That's why it's a journey, right? right? It's a journey. So, so true. Yeah. Tell us a tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us your a little bit about your story, your background, your age, the age of your kids, all of that, and how you heard about the tummy team. Sure. So, um, I uh, I'm 35 years old and I uh, live in Minnesota. Um, I had our daughter uh, two years ago, so um, when I was 33. Um, and then I guess previous to that, my, my life, um, before kids, I was, I grew up as a swimmer, which really brought me to really liking your story, Kelly. Um, and, uh, so college, I like, swam through college, um, coach for a while, um, health and wellness. Um, I guess just, uh, just to preface, like athletics was like a part of my life being fit and everything, which sometimes doesn't feed into pregnancy the way that you feel it's going to, um, and, uh, I, uh, anyway, so I was, uh, uh, working as a coach. Then I went into, uh, helping companies with fitness and then, uh, that led to desk jobs and very different from coaching. So kind of a different lifestyle, uh, going into pregnancy. Um, and, uh, when our daughter was born, then I actually was able to, I'm home with her now. Um, and, uh, that's been incredibly fulfilling, but super hard. You still have a job <laughs> for sure. Uh, when you are, uh, you're basically just working from home, but working with, <laughs> you know, kids and, um, and yeah, so that's a little bit about, uh, leading up to this point. So, yeah, I love how you said, um, and I'm sure this was part of your revelation. I love how you said, you know, I was very into fitness and athletics and it didn't translate into, um, pregnancy the way you think it would. I think that, um, that's a common theme that we've had in a couple of our other podcasts um, where we, and, and it's part of my story as well, right? I was a very fit um, athlete and I really had a lot of confidence in the strength of my body and how I was able to kind of uh, tackle any physical thing that came on by doing, you know, some, you know, just working harder and trying harder. And um, that's not exactly how, pregnancy always works out and not to say no. that it's not important to be fit and not important to, to be athletic, but to recognize that what our body needs to do um, in birth and birth recovery is different. So the other thing that's interesting is, so you were a swimmer and a coach. And um, mm -hmm. as many of the listeners know, I've been a competitive swimmer since high school and it's a big part of my story. Um, and so we connected on that, but you also, um, you tell me about how you 
tell me about your, your pregnancy, your birth, how that went and kind of Mm -hmm. how your body didn't maybe react the way you thought it was going to. Sure. Yeah. So that was, um, well, you know, I found out I was pregnant and then my first thought is, okay, fitness, you know, that's, I, cause that's what I do. You know, I, I was, uh, just wanted to have a fit pregnancy, wanted to have a great recovery, um, wanted to be able to, um, you know, re- just, yeah, be able to get through birth and at three months I'll be fine, you know, postpartum. Um, so I did a lot of, um, I was already swimming, so that was healthy, um, felt good. I did, but I also did like squats and climbing stairs. I mean, stuff that like, I probably looking back now, I would, you know, I'm like, you really don't need to do all of that. I was probably pretty like, I don't know. I was just, it was just fitness as a part of my life makes me feel good. So I thought I'd prepare for birth that way. And what I found was, uh, the, um, the strength that you need, you know, for birth, you don't know a lot your first time, right? You don't know, well, you don't know any time really what's going to happen during that birth process. I, I had a super long, um, labor and pretty traumatic just experience. Um, I was in labor for 48 hours. I, I had to be sent home a couple of times. I was at a, working with a midwife at a midwife center and they sent me home twice because I wasn't dilated enough. And so like car rides and then, Finally, when it came time to pushing, my contractions actually died down. So I, I like pushed and then I, they had to send me to the hospital eventually to get induced because there was just nothing was happening. Um, and so overall it was like pushing on and off for about eight hours. And then with the Pitocin, I know it was just like, I couldn't, I, it was so hard. It was so beyond the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. So, Yeah. Pushing for eight hours on and off with Pitocin after 48 hours of kind of this stop and start labor. And Mm -hmm. one of my thoughts when you were talking about kind of your working out when you were pregnant, did did Mm -hmm. you were kind of... I say this because I I've done I've had this mentality and I know clients that have like I was a little uh, like aggressive in my working out to just to be really really on top of um, trying to control what might be out of control in the future you know like I'm gonna For sure. overcommit so that you know I I don't have you know there's there's no question of how things are. Yes. Gonna Right. Like, I just didn't want my story to be that, like, gosh, I mean, I, you just don't know anything about how hard it's going to be afterwards that you have so little control. Like, you don't know how your kid's going to be. You don't know how difficult it's going to be to recover because you're not sleeping. I mean, everything. So, yeah, I, I knew nothing about that. I just was like, well, well, it'll be different for me. I will be in, you know, I'm in great shape and not like in a arrogant attitude it was more just like this is what I can control I felt like I could and I will you know achieve this like it's it's being an athlete right you just think that you you have control over the achievement part (laughs) so yeah set a goal and you work towards that goal goal. and I'm not saying that those things can't happen in pregnancy but there's other there's other components to um preparing physically your body physically 
for birth, for optimal fetal alignment, for um, how to handle the contractions and, mm-hmm. and also the coordination and connection required for pushing. And there are things that are unpredictable, like some things like how would you have known that your contractions were going to stop at that point? Like right. there are some things that are just kind of unpredictable that you have to be willing to go with the flow about. But so you, you did end up having a vaginal birth. Mm-hmm. I did. I did. I got that. I'm so grateful. It worked out that way, but yes, but it was did. kind of traumatic. Totally. hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. And a little, a little scary at times. Baby yes. was fine though. Baby, it was amazing. She was okay that whole time. Just being in my birth canal for that long, she was okay. So yes, we were great, so grateful. And then tell me about birth recovery. Um, how how was that? Yeah, so I, um, you know, I prepped so much as a like a new mom. There's so much to learn about the birth itself, right? And pregnancy. I mean, I was you know researching, and um, you're, I was working full time, so I only had a certain amount of time. Plus, you're prepping everything else. So like. The after part, I just, my husband and I literally were like, well, we'll just figure it out. (laughs) You know, we'll just figure it out. And like, you do just figure it out. But my gosh, wouldn't it have been amazing had we read one book on like how to help a baby sleep, you know, but uh, we didn't, it was crazy. So uh, we figured it out, but it was literally four months of me not sleeping. Uh, My mom was able to stay with us for about a week. And then after that, it was my husband went back to work at about two weeks and then full time at four weeks. And I was just so I felt so like not trapped would be a word, but like, I, you know, you're breastfeeding. So the baby needs you that way. I got up with the baby most of the time because I had I was feeding. So that's I mean, why they're waking up and she woke up. Like every hour I couldn't get her to eat a full meal. So like she wasn't sleeping at all. Like it was like up every hour, hour and a half. So for four months we did this. And finally I read, I ended up reading a one book that helped us get through that part, like help with the feeding and got her to sleep more so that I could get out of this zombie mode I was in that I literally was just in survival mode. Um, I couldn't think past, you know. It, it just sleeping is everything. And so I just not having that, I felt pretty crazy for the first four months just, and I felt so, I wish I would have prepared more, like had read one book, but because she wasn't eating well too, you're just, you you don't have time to read things, you know, you don't have time to, um, so we were just in survival mode. And then she was also a little bit colic in the beginning, I think for like probably a month and it's just crazy. So you know, next time I'm going to hopefully prepare way better. <laughs> but in the, at the moment we were just, we, we just had put all the energy into the birth itself and not necessarily for after. So we were, that was just pretty traumatic actually after. And I think that's what made my body worse. I think I was probably really tired after birth beyond. Right. But then you can't sleep, so you can't recover really. And then on top of that, the nursing postures that I had, um, and I think I mentioned to you, I have scoliosis, so my back is crooked anyways, um, and I've done a lot of work with that, but like, after four months, I was definitely going downhill as far as how my body felt, um, and yeah, so eventually, that led me to doing a lot more research for healing that part, so traumatic birth, and then totally traumatic after birth. <laughs> right, and, and I think that that's um, one of the things in which you didn't do our prenatal core training, um, but you will know 
for the future. But um, one of the things in our prenatal core training is preparing um, moms for birth recovery, because um, there are a lot of things we can't control, but there are certain repetitions in newborn care um, of parenting postures like nursing and changing table and how to carry the car seat and um, how to get baby in and out of the crib and how to get in and out of bed with the baby and all of these things that we do over and over again. And you're doing it mm-hmm. with um, sleep deprivation um, and, you know, eating whatever you can put your hand on. So nutrition is probably pretty yep. poor, um, yep. exhausted, overwhelmed, um, and very not focused on yourself. So you're disconnected from your, this body that does not feel like you anymore. And all your energy is like, I just need to get this baby to eat. I just need to get this baby yep. to sleep. And I can't think of anything else. And Mm-mm. so I can imagine you were in that kind of kidney bean posture, right? Where mm-hmm. you're kind of bent over and too exhausted to even think about anything else. Did, did you have you you talked about your scoliosis kind of getting worse. Did you start having other symptoms like back pain or mm-hmm. um, pelvic floor problems or, you know, intestinal yeah. problems, that kind of stuff? Yeah. So I had um, uh, going into birth, my scoliosis, I was um, had it totally under control. Like I had really done a lot of work to um, to make it so I wasn't in pain anymore. Thankfully, then by, you know, after she was born slowly, but surely my upper back started to hurt again, where I have a curve, but also nursing postures do that 100%. And, um, and then my lower back, which had never hurt was just like, I, I by by month nine, when she was yeah nine months, actually closer to a year, I remember not being able to like get up, um, you know, from sitting, I could not pick her up very well. I remember bringing her to places to go play, you know, and I, I couldn't just play with her. I was so unable to just do what I wanted. Everything was calculated, like our new mom groups, like even just sitting, I'd always sit in like a proper chair and everything. I couldn't sit on the floor with the kiddos as they're running around. Um, I was in so much pain with my back. Um, and then I, I definitely had sensitivity in my pelvic, um, uh, my pelvic floor. I realized now that, um, you know, all of that is related. I, when I would sit down, I'd still feel very sensitive. I thankfully didn't have any incontinence, but it definitely felt, I felt weird going to the bathroom for a while after birth, um, as all those muscles healed. Um, so yeah, just totally sensitive there. And then, uh, this mostly just my lower back, just the pain. I can't even, I had no idea I would be in that much pain at a year after her birth. I thought I'd be, totally fine. And you think it's just going to naturally get better too. You're like, well, I'm, you know, I, I mean, I even, I, I don't think I was swimming fully at a year, but like, you think just like, why was it designed this way? I remember you talked about that. Like, why were we designed to be in total pain? You know, you think just naturally I'd get back into feeling okay, but I wasn't, I was going the other way. So that's kind of led me to you. <laughs> yeah. So, so that is hard, especially a year after mm-hmm. and your fitness mentality. You mentioned you had started swimming. Had you started trying to work out a little bit or was that just not even in the, in the cards at that point? Yeah. Stop. I think I started, um, lightly swimming. I hurt so much that I thought it would be better to not. And that was by, by the time I got to a year, I, I hadn't found you yet. And I hadn't, I didn't know about 
the diastasis and how big of a deal that was, I just didn't know. So I did decide to start swimming again because I was like, I have to do something. So actually what I did was I started just going to the sauna, sitting in there for 20 minutes and just stretching, just moving those muscles in a warm environment. And then I got into the pool and I could swim like for like 10 minutes, very slow. And so I started building up a little bit because I had to do something. And um, thankfully that did help. By the time I found you, it was, I was from like a nine lower back pain to like a six. So it's a lot better. Still still not, but not manageable. Um, So how did you find the tummy team? How did you find us? Yeah, I was just uh, just just searching. I was reading blogs actually on um, on hernias because I mentioned to you I have a hernia, and you thought maybe after looking at it, it might be a dis, uh, detached belly button. Yeah, I um I feel like whatever it was happened because of uh, physical therapy that I did. Actually, just to mention that part of my story, I, I went to physical therapy after birth and had a couple sessions. She had just gotten trained in pelvic floor, what whatever. Um, she was super nice, but like I told her about my lower back pain and she definitely gave me a planking type exercise on a, on a yoga ball. And that's when I felt, I'm like, that's when I felt like a hernia develop, um, is what my thoughts were. But I was so disappointed that that led to more hurt doing, although I think physical therapy can be great. Right. But you've talked a lot about how they are not educated very much in that area. So I didn't know. Um, but yeah, so I found you just through searching for like, God, there's gotta be a way to heal. People are like, you know, sur- I've heard surgery, um, for hernias and for diastasis, but I just refuse to believe that the body can't heal. And that's what I was looking for and praying for. And, um, yeah, praise God. I found a person that commented, like, have you, have you heard of the tummy team? Somebody's comment. And then I looked you up and that's when I found you. So, um, Good. Had you, how, how did you hear about diastasis recti? Who diagnosed that? Um, thankfully, it was the midwives that I worked with. Um, they diagnosed it right after birth. Um, but I, I, they didn't, and they said, go get physical therapy. And they gave me an exercise or two, but the, like, the significance of it wasn't conveyed. It was more just like, oh, you have diastasis, which I look back and I'm so grateful they knew enough to do that, but it wasn't like here, the, I mean, there's so much to that, you know, especially with right. someone like me with scoliosis. I mean, it's just huge. And the nursing pastors and how to functionally work with that and not get worse over time. I mean, they didn't tell me anything like that. They just sent me to a physical therapist. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's a big part of why we do this podcast is to try to increase education everywhere because um, it is, it's an overlooked diagnosis, um, neglected for sure. Um, and I think prenatal and postpartum, you know, physical care is really neglected in our culture. Mm-hmm. And, um, and our American mentality is kind of like, ah, oh, we just, just keep on going, just push through, just power through, just power through. And, um, you know, when you talked a little bit about pain, you know, I, I mentioned a lot of time that pain is our way, our body's way of communicating with ourselves, right? It's trying to tell you something's wrong. Please fix this. And rarely, rarely does somebody go from a zero out of 10 to a nine out of 10. There's usually, it was like a three and then it was a four and we ignored it and we kept powering through and we did this and we did this. And now it's a nine all the time, right? right. Um, because maybe, 
we we were too busy. We were too focused on the baby. There was other things going on, and we just kind of overlooked it, or maybe we just didn't know how to fix it. And and you sought out help, and it wasn't helpful. So you kind of get to a point. So you you found the website, you read some stuff, and you decided to do core foundations. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Were you worried at all about doing it online? No, I I was more just uh, at that point had lost faith kind of in the healing journey. I mean, I'd already had, you know, things in my life where I hadn't, you know, healed perfectly from I was on a journey like my back. And so when this was also a journey, I was just kind of just so it was so hard to face that. And so it was hard to have hope that I'd get better. But I but your story drew in and others just hearing other story and you have to do something right I mean either you do you do nothing and you still keep hurting but or you do something so I just I decided to move forward so did you did you watch um the video on my story first is that what kind Mm -hmm. of yeah and and that probably (laughs) there's so many parallels in our story that I'm sure that felt Mm -hmm. like oh my goodness I can connect this person um yes like this isn't mainstream your story like isn't I mean maybe when you're pregnant you don't need to hear that for the first time you don't want to hear how it can be hard almost like I I wanted to not but like it just your story really resonated that it can be hard this can be a hard this is so hard this whole journey can be so hard so solutions and there are solutions and we don't want it to be hard. And some people, for some people, it's not hard. That's great. But we're here for right. the people where it's hard. Um, <laughs> and validate that, you know, this, this can be really hard. Um, okay. Right. So you did core foundations and mm-hmm. uh, tell me a little bit about starting that process. And I, I know there's a lot of information at the beginning. Did that feel very validating and like you wanted to like suck it in or was it overwhelming? What was that? What was that experience like? Yeah, it was, I loved all the info be, about the why you, I had diastasis. That was so helpful for me because if you know the why, then you can know the source of what do I need to fix to stop it, to stop the, to stop it from getting worse. So I really loved um I loved all the information as a busy mom of course as you know we're not perfect so like I did not do it perfectly I I definitely got so much information but what I was imperfect at was probably application consistently um uh but but it, it made such a difference I still healed by the end of the course a lot compared to where I was at the beginning so I love the information and love the why behind it and it was it was so surprising to me how simple the, the solution, it, they're simple yet they're not simple. They're, I mean, are you telling me just the way that I'm sitting is okay? Why, you know, why did anybody tell me this? Like, how did, I mean, it's so simple. But a lot of times I think too in society, the simple things aren't, the people ignore them. And I'm definitely sometimes ignore the simple things, but to just sit properly and, you know, I, I, I did carry Ava a little bit more torpedo, my daughter, Ava, um, mm-hmm. more torpedo style, which you mentioned can be a weak transverse. Um, and I think that I actually started having a weaker core after going through your videos. I, I remember thinking back when I turned 30, I started getting more of a pouch in my belly, even though I was working out because I was sitting so much at my desk job. And I think I had a, even though I went into, I'm like, I'm pretty fit. 
I bet you my transverse was pretty weak, but my, maybe my outer abs were okay, but I was, I was already developing weakness in my abs before Ava and the course helped me realize that. So, well, and I think that what people, um, athletes and fitness, like when you were probably swimming, when you were younger or anybody, when they're doing sports, um, when we're younger and even just like thinking all the way back to playgrounds and monkey bars and kind of what people would call parkour type stuff, like how we used to just run around, we're using so much dynamic um, coordination of all the muscles, the internal, mm-hmm. external muscles, and a lot of games and sports um, like swimming and like basketball and, and volleyball that uses a lot of dynamic muscles together and Mm -hmm. then we get to a point where we become a little bit maybe more sedentary because we're we have we have to work we have a desk job Mm -hmm. and um and we don't have that that same the same uh maybe we don't do the games anymore or the sports anymore and then we start going into like what's convenient well I could do this quick little workout and the workouts tend to focus on just our external muscles like you know Mm -hmm. curl or tricep you know, press or, you know, a squat. And, and yes, there is some dynamic component to that, but not the same as when mm-hmm. you're doing, you know, those multi-directional um, coordinated things that we do in those games. And, mm-hmm. and then we go back to some of those sports that we liked, but now we have a muscle imbalance, right? We have, we've neglected some of the functional strength. And I think what, what was the big thing for you is you had some fitness strength, but maybe mm-hmm. to- functional strength in the muscles you really needed, which were mm-hmm. those internal core muscles, um, internal structural muscles that needed to help put baby um, in more of a kind of upright, snug, hugged in position for fetal mm-hmm. alignment. That torpedo presentation, really hard on your body, um, mm-hmm. but really hard on the birth, right? Because there's a certain amount of fetal alignment that puts puts the baby's head in a position that puts pressure on the cervix that keeps your contractions going along. Right. And your baby was in not the optimal position, um, mm-hmm. which could have been from your sitting postures when you were pregnant and pre-pregnant, mm-hmm. from that muscle imbalance in the core. Um, maybe your working out was reinforcing some of your external muscle strength and even more so neglecting your internal muscle strength. You know, it's hard to know exactly, but you do have a different idea now that you've watched kind of our anatomy videos and our why things happen videos. And we put those in intentionally because we want you guys to be informed about your Mm -hmm. own body, right? I want you to know why you're doing this. Otherwise, nobody would just sit and breathe and rub their tummy the way we tell Mm. you to. They would say, (laughs) kidding me. Um, but if you understand how the body was designed to work and the functional needs of it, and it's starting in how you're nursing your baby, mm-hmm. you know, how you're holding your baby and how you're walking through your life and how you're sitting at your desk and how you're all of these things. Um, I could tell, like, as soon as you shifted your, I think you told me this at one point, as soon as you shifted how you were sitting, almost immediately, you could tell that your pain was going to be better. Yes, it did. I had no idea I was tail tucking. I didn't even think about that. But and in and in my job when I was pregnant and before that, I every time I'm like, okay, sit up straight. But you know, before I even heard about doing that because of uh, your transverse, but 
then after two minutes, you realize you're slouching again. And then you're like, okay, sit up straight. But I can't even only imagine how much I did that. And then with nursing, a thousand percent, I was on my tail, you know, mm-hmm. and like, it's almost like I watched other moms do that too. You see every, you know, other moms nursing their babies, and you know, not everybody has it hard. And sometimes it looks like they're just fine doing the nursing. You know, you can be totally hunched around your baby looking down, like, isn't that sweet? But like, no, like I, for me personally, I'm like, nope, we are like going to have a, we need to have a chair. I mean, I didn't even have a nursing chair. That's how unprepared we were just like, oh, we'll just sit in whatever chair. We'll just make it work. And that did not work. A lot of people, don't be too hard on yourself. You don't know what you don't know. Honestly, right. people do, can make it look really easy, but you don't know their story either. They could be powerful right. as well. Um, but yes, that it's, it's the amount of time. And, and you tell that initial part of your newborn mom's story where you were feeding every hour, not getting any sleep. So you, you, this consumed probably 20 of your 24 hours of the day in basically living like a kidney bean. And then you go yeah. to stand up and those muscles are like, hell, heck no, we're, we're going <laughs> to stay in a kidney bean posture. And if you push us out of it, we're going to fight you every step of the way. And mm-hmm. that, um, that is kind of what's going on. And then the reality is the transverse abdominis is that internal corset muscle that wraps around your body. That muscle got really stretched out in your pregnancy and you're, you're fairly disconnected from it, but that muscle needs some endurance to hold you up. And that's what we give you. We give you kind of these step-by-step process of like, okay, let's just get you in a better position. Let's get you aware of what, what tucking your tail does to the rest of your core alignment. What, Mm -hmm. um, constantly having your elbows out and your head down does to your upper back. And, and it doesn't mean don't nurse your baby. It just means bring your wings in and bring your shoulder blades back and give yourself some lumbar support and sit on a firmer seat and, you know, and, and let us support you while you're doing this really important thing of feeding another human being. Um, Right. Right. And, and, and recognizing that you are the primary source giving the baby life. So we need to feed into you just as much as we're feeding into baby. And I think that mentality gets overlooked. And I think a lot about the way our society focuses on birth more than on initial parenting is kind of like how our society focuses on the wedding and maybe not the premarital counsel. (laughs) (laughs) I have a beautiful wedding, but that first year is rough if you haven't done (laughs) Um, similar, like let's, let's prepare for the things that we could prepare for. Like there are wild cards, but there's a lot of things we could prepare for. Just knowing what mm-hmm. the physical demands of newborn care is um, and, mm-hmm. and and getting some support for that. So yeah. tell, me, tell me what, you, as you went through the course, mm-hmm. uh, I know you, I don't expect you to be perfect. Tell me where you kind of felt like, oh, I'm doing really good. And what was what was easy for you and what was really hard? And when did you feel like, oh, I should do an e-session? Yeah, I um I think I underestimated how these little changes could make a difference. I and that's I mean, I am a person who believes in like the slight edge, you know, you make small changes today, it's gonna affect later. But these changes were uh you know, I was really good at getting on the information 
and I really loved watching videos and I could set aside time for that. As far as like tracking during the day, like, okay, I did 10 transverse holds for 20 to 30 seconds. I did it great for maybe a day or two, but then I would just do a couple. Then I wasn't like as disciplined as I, you know, you're busy, you've got a lot going on, but I wish I would have been a little bit more disciplined about, um, the actual uh, implementation. But I think a lot of it, it was a learning process because when I got done with the eight weeks, I saw how much I improved. And then when I, the course was over, I knew that I, I, I basically like knew that I needed to keep doing something. Cause I still had a lower, some lower back pain. I still had, um, a separation. It was down to more like, um, like a two, maybe like in a three at the belly button and a two above and maybe a one below, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it was for my back, like for my scoliosis, I don't know. But I, so I knew like that I, I was going to need to do something maybe more specific because of my, um, maybe because of my scoliosis and maybe just my whole story. I just wanted to talk to somebody. That's why I went into the E session. Cause I just needed, I needed one-on-one guidance and I learned to appreciate that even though it was just belly breathing or transverse holds, those things make a difference. And then it was like, okay, Jess, like having a conversation with the doctor, you're worth like, I mean, like you said, I think I'm so used to just being like, I'll make it work. It'll be okay. But I was like, I've learned so much after this birth that I need to slow down, talk to some, talk to somebody for an e-session, get those specific steps that are going to help just you. And it's worth it. It is worth it. Those, even though it's so, okay, just, she's going to give me one more exercise, you know? Yeah, that's worth it. And it has, it made such a difference. We had our, um, so I stopped my course, um, the end of the summer and then I was implementing transverse holds and I definitely was feeling better. And I did the E session with you in November of this year. And I just felt like it just felt so good to have somebody listen just to my story and validate it and get, get the encouragement from like a coach almost. Right. And, um, I felt a difference. You, you gave me a couple of things specifically to do. And I, I felt a difference. It's totally, I, that things are, I, f- I think they're closing more and I, ha- I have almost no lower back pain right now, which a month ago, yay, I was not there. So I am just like, Oh my gosh, it was so easy to do that, co- to do that e-session, some simple changes. And I am feeling better. That's awesome. I'm so grateful. <laughs> so well, I think that I think there's so much information in that course, right? And mm-hmm. um, and when you have have little ones at home, even though you're taking in the information, it can be um, it can be a little overwhelming. Um, and we're perfectionists. A lot of us are perfectionists that na- by nature. So we're like, oh, if I if I can't do all of it, you know, I might as well not do it. Right. And and we don't know which things to prioritize. And I think that that's where an e session can come in really helpful, where I can say, okay, based on your story, based on what's still lingering in pain, based on what your routine looks like, this is what I want you to prioritize. We're going to prioritize Mm -hmm. things for this amount of time. And then I want you to add this component. And then also, I think what was really good about our e-session was that we also did a little bit of goal setting. We also Mm -hmm. talked about what what if you didn't have to decide everything you were going to do based on pain, right? Mm-hmm. What if we could get you back to swimming in a way that it didn't hurt, but it actually helped you? What if mm-hmm. 
to get you back to doing some of the fitness things you loved and you felt really confident in those things that they were helping you and not hurting you. And I think mm-hmm. that, that um, and even just talking a little bit about yoga and a little bit about just some things that were taking what you learned in the course and marrying it to what you knew as a fitness person and putting mm-hmm. in there the things you love as a person, not just as a mother, but just as a mm-hmm. individual human being, <laughs> what you love to do and trying to figure out how to get you to that so that it really does heal kind of part of your soul, you know, because I think that what we, what, when we go through such a challenging transition into motherhood, we kind of, it's easy to kind of lose ourselves a little bit and, mm-hmm. and forget who we are outside of motherhood. Um, and I wanted you to get a little bit of a glimpse of that is, that's still there. Um, we need, and there's a step to that, a, a process to that, you know, even if you guys decide to have more kids and all of those things, there is a transition that it doesn't, it's not necessarily going to be the same experience you had because you know so much more and you have resources now to have a better or a different experience. Right. Right. So yep. I think that was another thing that was really, I remember a lot from our sessions, just that kind of when you're so in it, it's hard mm-hmm. to, to see past it. And I'm, you know, I'm a little bit further ahead of you. My kids are a little bit older than yours. <laughs> So, yeah, a little ahead of you. So I know that in that time, you can't even think about not being in the mm-hmm. phase that you're in. But I wanted to give you mm-hmm. that hope and give you a, a process to get back there. And I think that that I could tell that I could see a part of you kind of light up when we talked about that. Yeah, because it's about me for a second here, you know, when you're actually like having somebody who's listening to you. And um, I just I love it just feels so good to have somebody give you something that's going to help you specifically and not just about your kids, but about and it helps them eventually. Um, But uh, just getting back to things that you love, um, and having hope that you can get there gives it gave me hope for sure, like talking to some just talking to you and just it's another it's just a boost to get some hope that I'm on the right path. It's a journey, it's going to be lifelong, but there's, you can feel better, you know? Right. And it's lifelong. The journey, I think when you tell people it's going to be a lifelong journey, it's like, Oh, I I know. (laughs) I want a solution and I want to be on the other side of this. But when, what I want for people to recognize is the lifelong journey is us understanding what our body needs and how to get it that those things, you know, it's, it's not, it's going to be a lifelong journey to get out of pain. It's going to be a lifelong journey to take on, to, to look at the next challenge that comes my way and to be able to, you know, not just get to the point where I have nine out of 10 pain and I can't do anything. Right. Because right. Mm-hmm. It's not just about birth recovery, really, it's about strategies that make you aware of your body and strong and give you strategies to be strong for your whole life, whatever, whatever may come. Yeah. And you need, and like, it was another, even though I didn't want another learning experience, this was a learning experience. And I, and I embracing that a lot more now, because I'm not as in survival mode. And I, I know when you say lifelong journey, even though you're right, I'm just like, God, another lifelong journey can like anything be 
just easy. Um, and some things can be, but for me, this physical journey has just been from my back to, you know, just a couple other things. And then this birth was, I've just learned to be so much more, um, it's just my story. Like, so embracing that and knowing that I, you can help others. You can, um, even though it's so hard at times, but there are, but thankfully there are solutions like you, you know, there's people out there who are helping. And if you keep looking, um, you will find hopefully answers and, and then embracing the small steps that make it. And you, you know, I'm at two years now from her birth. Like I, two years sounded like an eternity. Like I couldn't even picture that long, but it it happened and I am better, you know? So you do come out of it, even though it feels like you're just so in the trenches when it's going on. So, yeah. 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 So, so, um, what is, what's the next step for you? What are you working on now and what are your goals? Yeah. Um, well, I, um, unfortunately due to COVID, I wasn't able to keep swimming. I was, I, but I want you to know that I was up to like three times a week, like a 2000 every time. Like, so like a half hour swimming and I was just feeling finally connected to my core again. So like swimming was just feeling awesome. So I will continue that. I think gyms open up here pretty soon. Um, again, which is awesome. And then, um, you had given me, um, stretch cord exercises, which I, I, I didn't think I would, I mean, I like them a lot. I mean, I, I, they're really easy to do and they, they connect so much to your core. So it's so easy to connect to your core. I mean, I barely pull on those things and you just breathe and you're feeling your core work, yeah. which so good. Yeah. Really like that. So I will keep doing that. And, um, uh, a few other exercises and definitely stretching. Um, my goals are, well, I, so I'm six weeks, six weeks pregnant. So, yay. Yay. Um, <laughs> uh, so we, I, I didn't know we were going to embark on this journey at this point in healing, but I probably was at just like a spot where like, I could do it now if I had to, like I had six months ago. No, like, but from this journey with you guys and, um, getting back into swimming where, I mean, so it happened and we're so excited. And I have like these lists that I was keeping when I was going through your course, core core foundations, like, okay, we're doing this differently. If we ever have a kid again, we're doing this differently. Like, so I'm excited to, um, not be perfect because you can't, (laughs) you know, we're not going to do everything perfectly, but I'm excited to implement, Um, and especially that postpartum period, like my goal is to really set up just so much help for me. Um, right. Uh, and hopefully it goes great, but maybe it won't. And we're going to have, I hope like a lot more things set up to people coming in and helping me and making sure I get that sleep. So, um, so my fitness wise, I just want to get back to swimming and I want to be healthy during this pregnancy, but I tell you what, I'm going to sleep like way more leading into this birth because, the last one, I mean, like I went from working full time to having a kit, right. And no rest. And it was just like, yeah, fitness is super important. And I want to be totally healthy. I'm going to take the prenatal course. I, and do as many things as I can, but you know what, like relaxing is going to be really good. Keep do, I'm going to do that a lot before I, as much as I can. I mean, I, with a two-year-old, but like, that's going to be just as important for me too. So yeah, slowing down and connecting and um, preparing in a, in a different way. Um, yes. This is really effective, I, I believe. I think it's going to be really great for you. And I'm excited 
for you and congratulations. I know Thanks. it's a little scary when totally um, when you <laughs> yeah. had a, you know a unexpected kind of traumatic birth and birth recovery. It can be really scary going in to the next pregnancy. But um, if you've listened to any of the other podcasts, you have probably got some hope from other clients who have had really redemptive. Um, births and birth experiences. And um, I'm, I'm praying that that will be your, your experience as well. Me too. All right. Well, I think that's uh, been really great hearing your story. I really, is there anything else you would like to share that you didn't get to share before we wrap it up? Um, yeah, just that, um, kind of just off of my scoliosis, if there's anyone out there who does have scoliosis, um, sometimes you can feel, I mean, like I went through the medical world and had a brace on when I was younger and like, and finally got into more of a holistic world and was able to work with a chiropractor, like, which was like taboo, you know, when I was younger. And, um, so just to say that, like, you know, you might have to do a couple more things with scoliosis to prepare, um, doing to, but like finding a good chiropractor, doing what you talk about. Um, I mean, doing your courses is, um, it's just life changing for people who already have issues, especially it just all connects like this, everything that you talk about with your posture and the strength of your core is so what I need anyways with my back. Um, so I would just encourage people to not lose hope if they do have scoliosis, that they can have, um, you know, they can feel good because, um, it's so hard to live in pain. And I definitely did that for a long time. And, uh, working with a good chiropractor and then finding your courses was just life-changing for me. So just giving hope. Yeah, I think that's great to hear. I think that scoliosis can be really tricky, especially combined with functional core weakness that sometimes Mm -hmm. comes with pregnancy or postpartum or those parenting postures or with just as we age. Um, And so we've worked with a lot of people with scoliosis in all different seasons of their life that have had dramatic improvements in the amount of curvature, the amount of um, symptoms and, and, and struggles and compensation patterns. It's, it's dramatic how much getting that muscle to do its job supports the spine in such a unique way um, that sometimes the bracing actually interferes with. Right. Oh, totally. It totally it did. Yes. Um, yeah. So so it it's really a different way to look at it, but it can be really effective. And I, I think that's um, great that people kind of get that message out there. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks everybody for joining us today. And um, if you have a story that you want to share on our podcast, reach out to us and let us know. I, I'm really wanting people to just share their stories. I think it's important for us to recognize how much we are alike more than different and how we can learn from each other and encourage and support each other. And uh, that's what we're all about here at the Tummy Team. So I hope you guys are all well wherever you are, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. The Tummy Team is committed to validating your story, providing you with relevant practical education to understand your body, and offering effective solutions to live the life you were meant to live. Check out thetummyteam.com to get more information about how we can help you specifically and see if one of our online programs is right for you. 
You can also follow the Tummy Team on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube to get tips, encouragement, and support. Thank you.